Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Grain by Train podcast for Grain Week 48. I'm Greg Northey from Pulse Canada, and I'm joined by Milt Proyer of QGI Consulting, who manages the Ag Transport Coalition, a consortium of agriculture groups that produce data and reports on rail service and performance. How are you, Milt? I'm great, Greg. How are you? Yeah, I'm pretty good. So it's been a while since we've had a chance to chat. We're in week 48 of the ATC report. I think what we'll do here is we'll just do a quick review, performance review of the past few weeks that we've seen. Obviously, some some good performance, which I think we'll get into. And then we'll we'll take a quick look ahead at what we're expecting for the end of the grain year and the beginning of the new one, particularly around the the grain plans. So let's start with what we've seen over the past month or so, Milt, uh, from uh, rail performance. Well, um, I mean, really good, which is not something that we've been able to say uh, often this year on this podcast. And really, it's more than the last month. If we go all the way back to the second week of April, uh, so week 37, that's really when performance turned in a positive way for both railways. CP had been, had been good already for a few weeks at that point. But CN really came on board with their performance starting in week 37. And it's been very steady uh, week in and week out. Uh, CP has been quite remarkable, nearly perfect on a weekly basis. CN, not quite as good, but despite that, the best that they've done all year. I mean, when we look back over that 12-week period from week 37 to week 48, you know, CN's average weekly performance has been 93% on time for order fulfillment. CP has been 98. So on a system basis, 96, which is, you know, really outstanding. CN's had a, you know, a couple of hiccups in a few weeks, but nothing material. And they've never fallen below 82%. And they've only been below 90% three times in those 12 weeks. So we waited a long time to see this. And I'm sure shippers have been supremely frustrated. But you know, the combination of getting through winter and fair weather and continued low demand, uh, the railways have have gotten their act together and and they've been very, very steady over the last uh, three months. On the demand, I mean, I mean, this is the trend we see pretty much every year, although I guess barring maybe a little bit last year, but it's this time of the year when when demand is is lower. That's the same case right now, Milt. Obviously, demand was really low through the rest of the year, but it must be quite low now too. Well, it's interesting. Um, you are right that, you know, spring is when we start to see grain supplies dwindling. And as they say in the industry, they start to shovel out the elevators or the bins uh, to keep shipping grain through to the end of July. It has been very low all year this year, right from the get-go. You know, for the year, basically grain shipments are off between 40 and 45%. Uh, and it's a very similar story for both railways. A little bit interesting in that we haven't seen a drop-off, if you will, in demand over the last, say, month or six weeks. Not that there was a long ways to fall because it has been so low, but it hasn't changed materially, really. You know, CN has been averaging 1,700, 1,800 uh, orders a week. CP has been in that 1,900 to 2,100 orders a week. And that's been pretty consistent right up to and including week 48. So, you know, I don't know if what's driving the fact that it's been steady. Obviously, there was there was ample grain left to ship and it's finding its way to elevators now. 
you know, the patterns are changing a little bit. There seems to be a lot of grain going to the U.S. right now, which is interesting. But yeah, it's still low, but hasn't dipped much below uh, where it's really been for the last three months. Okay, yeah, that's 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 interesting. Yeah, maybe it was just the the pent up, you know, quote unquote demand, and it stayed steady. Provincially, everything, uh, anything uh, of note over the past little while, and this sort of good good run of performance. No, I think one of the things that that is a really positive sign, because sometimes we see, you know, good top line performance, but then it's really mixed when you start to look inside the numbers, whether it's across provinces or across individual corridors. But one of the things that that we have seen uh, over the course of the last three months, you know, as top line performance has improved and has stayed good, is it's been very balanced when you, you know, get inside the numbers, outstanding orders on a weekly basis have nearly disappeared. CP hasn't had any really in seven of the last 12 weeks. CN, not quite that good, but but not far behind. Provincial performance has been very steady, uh, consistent with what we're seeing at the top end. A couple of uh, hiccups or stumbles by CN for Alberta shippers specifically, I think in two weeks, but those are the exceptions. Overall, both railways have been very consistent for all provinces week in and week out. And the same thing when we look at corridors, you know, whether it's demand for Thunder Bay or the U.S. or Vancouver or Prince Rupert, CP has been rock solid, as you can imagine, when you're posting 99%, you know, week in and week out, you're going to be good everywhere. CN's had a couple of uh, blips in the Eastern Canada corridor in, say, the last four weeks, but not overly significant, and they've been good everywhere else. So, yeah, generally... Right across the board, it's been it's been good and it's been consistent. Yeah, well, that's good. It is good to see that level of performance, even though it came obviously uh, very very late in the grain year. Which brings us to our next topic, which is the grain year is ending uh, at the end of July, and we're now approaching the new grain year, which will be a very important one uh, as we continue to face food security challenges around the world. We had done a series of podcasts around the grain plans and what the railways are obligated to do through legislation and with those plans. What are you, what are you expecting? What are you thinking around these, these grain plans? That's a good question. I think a lot of people are wondering what's going to, if you will, come out of the rabbit hole this year. As you know, and as we've talked about before, the railways have been required to put these plans forward by August 1st, which, you know, when we look at the calendar is just around the corner. Uh, each year since 2018, and that was a requirement in the uh, Transportation Modernization Act of 2018. And they have done that for the last four years. But I think it's fair to say that industry, uh, stakeholders more broadly, have been pretty much underwhelmed, if you will, by what the railways have put forth in the last four years in these plans. And the disappointment, you know, really stems from the fact that I think the intent of the legislation and the expectations of stakeholders, shippers, obviously, front and center, was that these plans would provide some meaningful insight to them with respect to what they should anticipate with respect to planned service levels for the coming grain year, planned capacity levels, and what the underlying assumptions, equally importantly, what the railway's assumptions are that support those planned service levels for the coming year. Unfortunately, that's not what reality has been. The railways, for the most part, be generous, have turned this into, you know, a bit of a glossy advertising piece 
where they talk about a lot of interesting stuff. You know, we're investing capital here, we're investing capital there, and you know, we're ready, and uh, but nothing meaningful that's that's helpful to the industry. Take that and try and factor that into their own supply chain planning, which has been going on for some time because a lot of the grain is, you know, starting to get uh, commercial arrangements in place and vessels booked already probably for late August and September. So I'm not sure anybody's overly optimistic that there will be a, a, an improvement this year, although there are some, you know, circumstances that perhaps breed some hope. It's our understanding that the government, uh, the federal government, Minister of Transport, has communicated to the railways the fact that their grain plans uh, thus far are not achieving the ends that are A, desired, and B, that were intended, and that they need to add some quote-unquote meat to the plans, specifically around the issue of uh, service and performance uh, metrics and benchmarks to try and provide industry and, and frankly, regulators with more insight into uh, performance expectations. Having said that, uh, the railways have been more than successful in the past in managing those requests from the federal government. And I think the, the, the quality and the content of the plans over the last four years is a testament to you know, how they can say a lot of things and really say nothing. So to your point, this global food insecurity issue uh, is growing. It's large, it's global, and this year's harvest, which is expected to be, you know, more normal at historical levels, as opposed to the one that we just went through, is going to make this year that much more important. You know, some people have described the coming grain year as the most important one in a generation for Canadian farmers and the Canadian economy uh, and the Canadian government. So we'll see. I mean, obviously, we won't know until we actually see the plans, but we should uh, start to see those, I would think in the next 10 days. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, I think it will be interesting. And, and we've been doing a bit of thinking to provide a little bit of help, in fact, to the railways and what could be included in those plans to make them meaningful. And so I think we'll start to dive into that a little bit in the in the coming podcast in the next couple of weeks as we look forward to, to their publication. Well, Mill, thanks a lot for your time today. And it was good to see you again. And we will speak to you all next week. If you'd like to see the reports, you can go to www.agtransportcoalition.com. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye.